This is Alley Cat Podcast, and I'm your host, Christian Jimenez. On today's show, starting your own clothing business, tips, tricks, and more with our guest, Michael, also known as Sancho, owner of Sancho Clothing. How are you tonight, Michael? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Um, my name is Michael. I own Sancho Clothing. I actually have the business for about two years, made about $1,000 in sales already. Um, I think we've been in actual business business for about six months. And yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a long process that it takes to start your own clothing brand, but it's actually very beneficial and also a great second source of income on top of whatever income you get right now. Oh, all right. Uh, perfect. Uh, thank you again so much for coming on tonight. It, it's it's honestly a real pleasure to have you. Well, thank you. Thank, <clears throat> thank you very much. Yeah. So uh, right off the bat, wanting to get into the, you know, the real meat of the podcast uh, earlier before the recording, uh, you said you had a couple of, I guess, pointers uh, wanting on, on wanting to start your own business or T-shirt business or clothing business, uh, what, what have you. Uh, do you care to share a couple of them right now? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, the first thing we got to start off with is like, how do you start? Where to start? I think that's everybody's biggest like question on, you know, starting any type of business or anything. Um, It honestly starts off if you're going to start a clothing brand, clothing, like T-shirt brand, anything that deals with clothing, you got to start. You got to find a niche. It's it's probably the most important thing. You know, a lot of people, they've chose anime as their niche. They've chose, you know, street skating surfing there's a lot of niches out there but i mean if you target a specific like part of that niche a specific culture you know you could just come up with designs a lot faster and it and it is kind of beneficial if you just get that niche right out of the way and perfectly out of the way. what would uh what would you say your your niche would be i would say my niche um would probably relate to the hispanic culture and also um like street it'd be a street brand obviously but yeah, mostly revolving around the Hispanic culture, um, LA. I mean, I grew, I was born in LA, so I kind of, you know, grew up there, and I know, like every, I know most of LA. So just trying to bring in LA into my brand, trying to bring in the Hispanic culture. I think that's where my my whole brand revolves around. Right. Right. Okay. So, um, speaking of you know brands and all of that, how is it that you? you came up with like i guess the name sancho clothing or you you know you're talking a little bit about um mexican culture or hispanic culture in la so i'm guessing you know that that played a big part in it uh kind of um i came up with sancho clothing um because you know as everybody starts a business they want to make money that's that's the number one goal everybody wants they want to make a couple bucks they want to make money they want to start something a couple people actually want to make a difference in the world but I, I hardly doubt a lot of people want to do that they want to make their quick buck so how I came up with Sancho clothing was I've had a car um, I have a 1971 Monte Carlo and the nickname for that car is actually Sancho mm-hmm. so I've had that car since I was born my dad bought it from my uncle and he's just had it so he gave it to me around um, 2016 2017 when I graduated as a kind of a graduation gift and you know after high school i just started trying to like get um just kind of grow my my uh how would you say it um i would try to grow my presence on instagram as like 
my car page, you know, try to become a YouTuber, try to, you know, do these public things like um, go to car meets, hang out with people that I know, try to get these okay. sponsorships. So you've been so so Sancho, you said was the car. So that's like you've been working on that page for a while then, right? Well, yeah, I've been working on the car page for a while and I actually did get a following about 500 followers within the first month. Of actually like posting nonstop and doing like the marketing techniques you need for Instagram mm -hmm. when you're trying to become an influencer. Right. And I've had some people say like, "Oh, you should start your own like a uh, YouTube channel." So you know, I tried whatever, and then they were like, "Oh, do you ever think about doing this or that? Try to make money to buy parts?" And I was like, "Nah." And I just had the like, like an epiphany. I was like, "You know what? I think I want to start a clothing brand to revolve around my car." Mm -hmm. So it's that's how it started off. And I feel like you can't really do that unless you have a presence that follows directly your car. So it started to like change and mold its way out of that and moved into more of the Hispanic culture because, you know, Sancho is a Spanish word for like a side, like a side person of, you know, the so, person yeah. that's not part of the relationship. Yeah. So, you know? so like Sancho, uh, I guess for those of you that don't know, it's, um, it's kind of like a Spanish slang term for like the other man in the relationship. So yeah, like, the secret guy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the, uh, you know, the little, the little have fun type of, yeah. Guy. Yeah. The one, that, <laughs> the one that the other person doesn't know about. Yeah. 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 Okay. But, yeah. So that's how it started. Um, I mean, none of the brand means anything like that. That's just like the name that, yeah, it's just and, kind of, it just kind of caught on and happened to have those two meanings or yeah it just well i mean sometimes it has that other meaning but it's not really like revolved around that meaning it's really revolved around the spanish culture um i mean you hear me saying that a lot because that's honestly my niche and like i said earlier once you have your niche like everything becomes easier so i mean um the spanish culture you could do a lot of designs with that um most of most of the time it's more black and white Hmm. I like to do more black and white. I mean, you could toss in a little red there, a little white, green, you know, get the colors in there. Um, but most of the time it's black and white. And is if there... you're starting a brand, it's probably easier to go with those colors. Yeah, I was, I was about to ask, is there is there any reason why why you say that you're doing mostly black and white for your designs? Uh, well, for my designs, my production, I actually do um, screen printing, which I'll get to that. There's different ways you could produce product but i'm using screen printing and you, i try to dip my my feet into the other production like lines and stuff but screen printing how it works is it's ink based and you can't really you can put more colors it just depends on how big of a machine you have right so i started off with um a single color machine which, and this I mean, is probably, like you have your own right yeah I, I actually bought my own you obviously with every business you have to invest money mm -hmm. it's you can't just oh you could come out with the business for free but there has to be some type of expenditure you have to like put into your company. So you can't just come in here free and everything. So, um, yeah, so I put my money into it. I bought the machine and I it only had one screen and that's uh, like one screen equals one color okay. in the screen printing business. So I, I started off with black and white. Cause I mean, that's a color most people wear. That's like the top color. There's nothing you could either put on a white shirt and then use a black color or, you know, use, put on a black shirt with some white color and everything looks nice and it came out clean. So that's how I started off. I would imagine it's, it's cheaper too, right? Using just those yeah, two it's colors. Way cheaper. Um, screen printing seems to be much cheaper than most of the other products. Cause you could mass produce things. Um, there's also heat press. Heat press is actually like this, uh, big, 
what well, like it's it it's a heat press it's a giant heat press and you could print out your picture or whatever you have your design put it on the shirt put the shirt into the heat press and then just slam it down hold it down for maybe about a minute i think at max and then your shirt's literally printed onto your i mean your design is literally printed onto your shirt then you have um other types of of uh ways to produce shirts i don't really use any other other ones other than the heat press and um screen press and heat press mm-hmm. um i also do embroidery too so that's probably one you would want to stick into embroidery seems to be more of the expensive side of the clothing right. but it's also the nicest if you have embroidery, it looks nicer. So let's say, let's say, um, you know, I, let's say I chose a niche, right? I, I, I want to do streetwear. Um, I have a couple of designs already. I already figured out my my name, my branding. Um, so what do I what do I do from there? From there, I would say you get your business license. You, I mean, you really want to get you really like believe in that name. Go get a license. Go get everything you need. Um, I recommend getting a business license. And a reseller's license. Um, the reason for the business license is you could sell online. You're legit. You could do your taxes at the end of the year. You know, you get all these benefits from actually getting, from actually having a business license. Right. As in, like taxes, you could write a lot of things off. Like you could write down, like write off your car, like driving and stuff. You could write off other products like lunches, dinners. You could write off a lot mm-hmm. actually with your business license. For the reseller's license, the reason I say you should get one is for products so you could go buy a pack of shirts or you could go to like the swamp meet get shirts or whatever what they're like three for ten or some i mean not ten so yeah it's like three for ten dollars or something like that Mm -hmm. so around there you're spending like a dollar 25 or some no not dollar like maybe like three dollar 25 like per Um, shirt right yeah per shirt Mm -hmm. so it's better to get a reseller's license because you can talk to wholesalers like actual wholesalers um and they could actually give you the wholesale price. Like, let's say a shirt. Let's say um, I have a shirt right here. It is a. Let me pull out the shirt real quick, so I can tell you the exact brand. Um, it's a Gildan shirt. Usually, you can find these at the store for maybe three dollars, four dollars, depending on what store you go to. All right. And wholesalers actually sell them for like a dollar twenty-five. So it's a big difference in price, and that's why I say you should get the reseller's license. You could also buy in bulk, which you should. Um, you don't want to run out of the one product and be like buying ten. You should buy like maybe twenty of a shirt, like different sizes, obviously. But you don't yeah. want to run out of that certain product while you're in production. Okay. Because then you're sold out, and then you lose money on that product. And um, so you kind of you kind of talked about you know production uh, a little bit ago with the screen printing and stuff like that. So all right just to recap we have our niche we have our designs we have our name slash branding you know we, we got that reseller's license which um i imagine it, the, the the licenses aren't necessarily like mandatory for you to get right that's just kind of something that could to help you out yeah uh well the business license i be- you should get that um you can check out inkfile.com they'll be able to get your license it costs maybe around 90 dollars to get your full business license um if you want to get it expedited because it usually takes about two weeks to get your license right um if you want to get expedited it's like three days um that's like an extra i believe like 90 bucks or something like that so they could file it fast it's it's kind of expensive so i mean i waited the two weeks because i mean you're not you shouldn't be in a rush um you should probably get the whole foundation ready right just so when everything happens you're ready to go but yeah if you're in a rush it's going to be a lot harder because you're going to be stressing out a lot more so just you know take your time 
Um, but yeah, the business license is important. The reseller's license, you don't have to get it, but I recommend, you know, you get it. It will bring your cost down, be more um, on the budget friendly side. And I mean, it's going to probably help you in the long run because you won't have to deal with that later on when you're looking like you'll just get a wholesaler. You'll find your product, you know, you'll purchase samples and from there on you can start your production. Right. And then um, in terms of production, I know there's, you know, many different uh, ways of, of, of producing, you know, shirts or, or designs really onto clothing. Um, so you said you do screen printing, heat pressing, right? But there's also, you know, um, print on demand services if i if i'm yes so print on demand is like how i started um i didn't have the screen print um i didn't have no heat press i went straight onto shopify which you could do it's um about i believe like 40 dollars a month and they have a 15 day free trial obviously that's not enough time to create your whole website so i mean 30 dollars 40 dollars a month is a good um how would i say like it's good to spend that money on your business because an online presence is pretty much everything now in the day. So Shopify is a store um, to explain it. It's a website that you can create your website on pretty much. Right. And it's pretty much an online store. So you could sell any type of product, whatever product you want on that. And you could put discounts. You could, it's, it's really like wide range it's probably the best thing I've ever done for the business because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure if I never found out about Spotify, I would never have this business. This is the reason mean, why it started. You mean Shopify? So, uh, Sh Shopify, not Spotify. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's Spotify okay. is where the podcast is at. Shopify is where you uh, you make your website. So on Shopify, you could add, um, they call them PODs, which is print on demand, as you said. Mm -hmm. um, Printful is a good uh, POD. That one's really good. You, I mean, the only problem with um, print on demand is the pricing so if you screen print it at home if you put the money and the effort into it it will be a lot cheaper because you could buy the paint for maybe 10 20 dollars but you mm -hmm. can make a lot of shirts maybe like 200 shirts with that so maybe like 10 cents let's say like 10 cents per shirt that you're spending then the shirt is like a dollar if you if you get the reseller's license it's a dollar so you're spending about already less than two dollars to make a shirt mm -hmm. the screens are maybe 20 bucks depending on where you go sometimes 30. it depends on the mesh you can find all the tutorials you want on youtube there's a lot of information there um that's how i learned i read books as hard as it may be you could read books you can also listen to um audiobooks i mean that helps just as much but yeah so there's a lot of information out there youtube is like the best place to go but yeah, like I said, it takes maybe less than $3 to create a shirt, just one shirt. Right. So on print on demand, they charge you about $10 just to print a shirt. And so, then that's like not including, I, do, I imagine they take a, a bit of a cut, right? From, from selling since they host the website. Yes. So the shirt costs, well, that's their cut. They take the 10 per, they take oh, $10 okay. Okay. or however much it costs. I mean, um, they offer the free front print, but once you add the back, it's like another dollar or you add a sleeve, it's like another couple dollars, right. like a dollar or two. So it's a little, um, it's a little more convenient, but also a little more expensive, right? To use print on demand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot more convenient. Um, like I said, like it's there, like once, once someone makes an order, like someone would come to uh, Sancho clothing and they would purchase a shirt, like one of our basic Sancho shirts. 
that company will get the information they will print the shirt for me and they would ship directly from their warehouse to the customer and i wouldn't have to deal with nothing but the money okay. so i would see um okay is the shirt being printed let me make sure let me email the company they'll they'll confirm oh yeah the shirt's being printed it's going to be shipped in this day so you know you're just kind of managing the business at this point mm-hmm. um the reason i left this was because the costs were so expensive sometimes um if you made a new design they would charge you a new design fee which would be around six dollars or however but i mean let's say you get influencers or um whatever else you get prices go up they vary so like a jacket would be maybe like 15 dollars to make or right. um joggers would be maybe like another 13 dollars to make it, the prices would vary and you would try to make these nice discounts you would try to make your car um your brand budget friendly so more people would buy because I mean it'd be cheaper, but then you'll end up losing costs and you wouldn't make such a big profit. Right. So that's why I stepped away from the POD. But I mean, if you don't have the money to be spending on a screen print machine, or you don't have the money to be doing a heat press, or you just really scared about like wetting your feet in those areas, you can do print on demand. It it does work in. You just have to price your your whole store correctly. That's just the key. Right. And um, <clears throat> speaking of like the store, uh, kind of moving on to, I guess, another area or another topic. Um, so let's say I, I find um, what it is that I want to sell. Let's say I want to make like a streetwear brand. And right now I'm currently only printing shirts. Right. Uh, when do you when do you think is a good time to kind of branch out and start making like sweaters or maybe even joggers, like you said? Um, joggers and sweaters, those are more of a winter item versus like a t-shirt, um, shorts. So I'm trying to think of more other items like t-shirts and shorts hats. Those are more summer spring. So I would start production on those type of items at the end of winter, maybe February and like early March. So right now I'm working on these summer designs, t-shirts, hats, shorts, I'm working on those so by spring you know when people hit spring break they could already purchase those items and they'll be able to you know wear the items during the summer because it's going to be a lot harder hotter so you would want to get shirts um that are much thinner so they you know your customers are much fresher in the summer and everything but mm-hmm. once you hit the winter let's say end of august september um you would want to start coming out with the sweaters Um, sweaters hoodies if you start branching out you could just you could literally live off of just t-shirts if your designs are good Mm -hmm. but i mean if you want to branch out you want to make your you know your company big which is what you should do eventually um like i said like in the winter just start dropping hoodies um joggers jackets uh what else could you drop beanies any anything you know that's a lot thicker thicker shirts it would it would really increase like your business because they'll be like well they got new stuff so let me buy the newer items that are going to keep me good for the winter if you right. just keep regular t-shirts that are like thin they won't want to like wear they, it yeah, right they're not going to spend their money on a thin shirt when it's really cold on in the winter they're going to want to go to like another brand that they know that's like going to have thicker shirts or gonna have long sleeves or sweaters they, don't, they wouldn't want to just spend shirts so the shirt thing does work for a good while but then you want to branch out and it does like help out a lot because some people just wear sweaters throughout the whole year some people don't wear sweaters some people some people don't like it mm-hmm. but it does it does um 
it is good to branch out it's perfect to branch out actually and um so you know obviously with with e-commerce and just the internet in general being such a, a large part of everyone's lives nowadays um do you think you know in terms of like marketing or advertising yourself like on, on social media how did how did you go about doing that or like what are you know some tips that you have for that i guess some steps for that um some tips i could give you for instagram um let's say you're trying to grow your small business i think the best way is to create an instagram profile just revolving around your business and you could actually here's a little tip that i did to actually grow my business and grow within my city so what you would do is you create your business your business account you know post a couple pictures um start getting your product into your instagram get it set up so people could actually buy it off of instagram because mm -hmm. now instagram does have their like they're connected with facebook so they have that facebook marketplace and everything right so you could just literally buy it straight off the page right yeah you really can it's, mm -hmm. it's you know technology has gone so far you could just purchase off of instagram now but um a little tip i like to i would like to share is you go to the search bar and you would search up your city so we i'm based off of in fontana california mm -hmm. and i do buy i do sell a lot in los angeles so i would type in for example fontana california and then i would go to the recent post from there i would go one by one sometimes i would spend two hours a day sometimes you know i'd go one hour a day depending on how much time i have maybe like i'll do 30 minutes here 30 minutes there right i would go look at the, look at the picture look at the comment and I would comment, I would like the post, and I'd move on to the next one. But I would put a meaningful comment. So if someone posted a picture of, um, let's say, their dogs, right? Right. They just got puppies, and they're like, oh, I just got my puppies. And then they tagged their location, which would be Fontana, California. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, your dogs are really cute, which they, prob they probably are because, you know, I like dogs. <laughs> I like animals. So it's like, right, they probably right. are cute. But, yeah, so eventually they'll see they'll be like oh this is a nice person they'll go click on your profile they'll look around and most likely because you've commented and you like their posts you've done both of the things you're actually giving giving and then you're going to receive a follow right and from there they're going to see you more often in their feed as you start posting frequently yeah, and even if they even if they don't follow you you know like just a click on your page is already boosting the algorithm right yeah of course it it then as you get more people from Fontana or I mean, whatever, whatever city you're from, right. You get more people, you'll start popping up in people's explore page and then they could, they'll get their feet wet with your page. And that's going to lead me into my next topic about mm -hmm. ads, because once you get that, that presence, once you get those following, then you can start running ads on Facebook and that's going to boost up your company a lot. But before I get to that, um, I wanted to recommend a book. It's by, um, let me see. It's by uh, Gary V. Mm -hmm. It's called Jab, 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 Right Hook. If you read that book, you're going to become a better salesman, a better person, like, as in, like, um, you'll just get a bigger following just reading that book. Right. Pretty much the whole basis of that book is you give, you give, you give, you give, and then you'll receive. So, okay. like, like I was saying, you give them a like, you give them a comment, then they'll reply to your comment, then you reply to their comment, then they'll start getting trust, and then they'll follow you. Mm -hmm. And then from there, that's when you create that, that follow is what they're giving back to you. They're giving you that follow, and that's how you start growing your page. So that's how I'm starting to grow Sancho Clothing's um, Instagram page. 
but once you get that following then that's when you can start running ads okay and that that creates you know a little more of a meaningful co connection between you and your customers they know that they're supporting a, a local business and and that there's actually someone i guess behind the account because a lot of the times i think people forget to you know put personality into the page uh, i've seen a couple of you know clothing pages kind of startup pages that they they're all about just the clothing just the business side of it and and they forget to kind of you know relate back to just the average person uh, yeah. which is you know who they're trying to sell to so i think that's that's a really good tip that that you provided for us yeah i mean um the book you you could listen to it audiobook i how i listen to it is i put it on in the car like set up music and I listen to the thing mm -hmm. and you know it's a really good book um there's other books out there but that one i recommend for uh the clothing brand i i used it i use that method and it, it does help it you it gives you that that train of thought like you know what i need to start giving instead of asking oh just check out my shirt buy my shirt today oh buy my shirt today no one's gonna want to buy your shirt if you keep forcing them to buy it right you got to give them a little like you said you got to get make a connection with your customer and then you'll be able to sell so that's what social media is i mean you're it's social you have to be talking to people and people start getting trusting you um slim jim i know this is kind of off topic but it is another business <laughs> yeah slim the... jim if you look at a lot of instagram pages they actually All comment right. and they actually respond to pages and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with that yeah <laughs> yeah so they they actually that's the actual like brand so mm -hmm. it makes me want to buy slim jims when i see them I'm like damn they actually like made a funny joke about that but like i said i mean if you if you look at their comments they're always always interacting and i think that's what a lot of companies lack is they make an instagram page and they post like oh new shirt right and that's it and that's all they do instead of going commenting on the other pages other brands you know it's people start to look at it they'll look at the brand uh your page then they'll maybe follow you or whatever if they if they feel like oh he made me laugh today i'll follow you know maybe mm. he's got better content that's where twitter comes in um facebook i don't really use facebook i'm more of an instagram twitter tiktok right, um, right. i think i think person. those are kind of like the biggest ones right now especially you know with like a younger demographic yeah uh tiktok is probably the best one right now i mean i don't know how what al algorithm they use but yeah, as soon as it you, is. I could post a video right now and it could randomly get 600 views. It could randomly get a thousand, maybe like 10 sometimes. Mm -hmm. It just, that one's really hard to determine, but hashtags is where like you need to go. Like you need to hashtag, don't hashtag too much, but don't not hashtag. Right, right. There's, there's gotta be like a balance to. Yeah. yeah. There's hashtags is probably one of the most powerful things that people don't use, but you should use it. But, and also don't be like hashtag Kanye West when you're selling a shirt that's like Hispanic yeah, culture. Yeah, so it has to be like, or, so it has to, it has to at least still, you know, related to, to the content that you're producing and the, yes, the shirts yeah. that you're selling. Yeah, so I mean, if I were to um, make a shirt with the Mexican flag, I would hashtag Mexico, hashtag, um, you know, like other cities in Mexico, Right. maybe hashtag Sancho, because, you know, that's the brand. You would want to make a hashtag for yourself so mm -hmm. people, when they hashtag, like, they look for that hashtag, they'll see more pictures of of your brand but yeah you you want to you know hashtag in your niche you don't want to hashtag out of it because then everything will get messed up and people you'll just get views like if you post a video and you hashtag like kanye west like i said yeah you'll you'll get views but there's but, no interaction yeah and you want that interaction because that's not re relevant to what they're searching for right yeah they probably they probably went on the hashtag for kanye west and mm -hmm. they saw that and they're like what the heck and they're looking and looking and they're like 
this had nothing to do with Kanye West. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to get off they of just it. Keep and it happens a lot. People tend to think hashtags are like, oh, I'm going to get bigger if I just hashtag everything mm-hmm. I can think of. It doesn't work like that. You have to hashtag your niche. And if you hashtag your niche more and people start to interact, you'll get on the Explore page. Yeah. And you'll start popping up a lot more. So it does help. So that's probably one of the big things to do for that. And, um, you know, while while the Internet is, is huge and, and definitely something that is that is impacting a lot of, you know, small businesses and even large corporations, um, I think it's it'd be hard to ignore, you know, the everyday real life events. You know, I mean, it's a, I guess it's a it's a little easier to ignore that with with COVID and everyone like inside or at least you should, you know, be staying inside. Um, but, you know, when things eventually open up, how is it that you can advertise, you know, outside of the Internet, you know? Um, so a little way I like to advertise is going to events, mm-hmm. wearing the clothes, selling the clothes. Um, but obviously events in your niche. I'm a streetwear niche, um, Hispanic culture, you know, but I'm a streetwear niche. Right. So when you think of streetwear, you think of like literally anything that happens within the streets so car meets uh skate parks let's say you're a surfing niche you would go to the beach you would go to like santa monica however um you know you would you you would want to reach into that niche as much as possible right so since my my brand is made off of a car it was pretty much inspired by the car I would go to car meets. I would hand out shirts like, Hey, do you want a shirt? Like, you know, it's, it's free or you would, you could sell the shirts too. Mm -hmm. But that also like goes into another topic about influencers. You should use influencers as much as you can, not get everybody a shirt and call them an influencer. Mm -hmm. An influencer is someone who has a following, like a loyal following. And you know, people actually like follow like YouTubers are a huge, huge um influencer niche. Um, then you got like actual Instagram models, different types of models. I actually look for Instagram models to model with my clothing. It seems to be that women wearing clothing tends to sell more than a, a ma- males wearing clothing. It's weird, but I mean that's just how society is right now. <laughs> but it really that's how it is. Um, but like I said influencers are the best thing you can do so if you go to car meets let's say you meet someone you you try to create these connections with people right and um let's say i meet someone he has a youtube channel he's got about a thousand followers even a small influencer like that could really help sales a lot because most of the small um small influencers they have a more loyal um following than actual big ones yeah because the big ones they'll see them you know they'll they'll like the page or whatever but they won't really pay attention and and you uh, say you say like small as if like 1000 followers is a small but that's still you know that's a thousand followers that, that you that didn't is, have that is a lot yes. yeah but most most of the time 500 i try to stay away from the 500 to a thousand range maybe a little bit more than a thousand because um a lot of people get 500 just going to high school right like but friends family even, yeah and some people don't even like remember the people like them anymore so they'll say they have a following but that's actually just people they've met and they've added but the people just don't interact right but i tend to, when i look for influencers i tend to look at the following and then i would move on to their latest post i would see how late of a how like uh, what was the last time they posted you know i would want to see like within the last week because um posting and gaining fo- like attraction on a presence 
you would want to be posting constantly maybe once a week twice a week once um once every day that's how you would gain a following because i mean things start to they'll start to see and recognize your company more right. and they'll be like oh you know what i've seen this shirt before you know what i've seen it on sancho clothing let me go check out the website and they'll go and then that's how you would make sales um usually there's it's a lot deeper process but i mean if you want to learn more there's a lot of marketing um classes you could take you could um watch some youtube videos there's a lot of um gurus out there i actually went to one of them on youtube you could search him up his name is a a serial entrepreneur it's a great marketing course i took it and you know what it teaches you everything about ads it teaches you um how to make sales and everything so i think that would probably be the best thing um it's a little pricey but it's a great investment for your company if you're trying to boost your sales as much as possible but back to the influencers um like i said i would look at how uh, was the last time they posted and i would see how many comments they've gotten and how many likes interaction is the most most precious thing on instagram mm-hmm. if the influencer doesn't have any interaction then they're not really connecting with their audience so them wearing a shirt is not going to get you any sales right so but they, they actually to um car meets skate parks depending on what your um niche is it's going to really like bring your clothing out and giving it to out to people is not a bad idea i mean you're taking a hit on some money but you're having people wear your clothing people are asking where'd you get that shirt from or where'd you get that hoodie from i really like that or you know all oh, those joggers are really good fabric like yeah they'll they'll start it it starts to spread like covid it's just starts. <laughs> it, it really starts to spread and people people start to talk about it. like oh you know what i really like these joggers um and they'll be like oh where'd you get them from Sancho clothing oh you know what order me a pair or you know what? i'm probably gonna get a pair from there or whatever you know mm-hmm. there it just it just starts to like people start to talk about it and especially when you have like i said a reseller's license you could actually go talk to these uh wholesalers and actually pick out samples for your brand and you always want to get the best quality because when it comes down to it where this society is about does the shirt feel good Right, and right. you know you don't want to get like this really like hard stiff shirt, but you have your nice design and you just have this really nasty shirt. People <laughs> are not gonna like your shirts. This is just that's just how it is. Yeah. So you know you want to get the nice soft stuff. You want to get the the ones breathable, um, unless it's like the winter. I mean, still breathable, but you want it thicker and warmer. It just I would say get the reseller's license. I keep going back to it because I was already hesitant about it. I was like, no, I don't think I need it. And then once I got it, I was like this just got a lot easier. I could choose what I want. I get the samples. And then once I get the samples and I put it on, I wear it. Um, I have other people wear it, different sizes, see how it fits. And you know, if they approve it, I approve it. Then we start getting wholesale. We start buying in bulk. And then from there we start printing instead of buying from buying in bulk. Cause you know, that's all you could, you have to and mm-hmm. spending so much money. And then you're like, I don't like these shirts. Right, now, right. You can't, you can't really switch the fabric of the shirts after you've made the whole product. Yeah. It doesn't really work like that. But yeah, um, like if you're selling anime related merch, you could sell it like at, at gaming or anime conventions. Um, you could sell it to YouTubers who actually um like there's some YouTubers out there that actually review episodes of anime, you know, that go through 
or play the games, you know, stuff like that. You could right. you could re- get those influencers. So at the end of it, at the end of the, the day, it just kind of again comes back to to trying to reach that niche uh, as much as yeah. you can. Yeah, your niche is everything. That's that's pretty much everything. Um, once you have that niche, then you can come with the name. You could you know do your license. It just it's like a a domino effect. Once you get that niche, then all the dominoes start falling, and you know your your brand will go smoothly. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much my, again, Michael, for for coming onto the show tonight. We we all really appreciate it. <clears throat> no problem. Uh, this has been Christian Jimenez with Alley Cat Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others or simply leave us a review or comment about the show. To catch all the latest of Michael's entrepreneurship in, uh, adventure into clothing, make sure to follow his page at Sancho underscore clothing on Instagram or visit his website, SanchoClothing.com. That's S-A-N-C-H-O clothing.com. On next week's episode, Cancel Culture. Is it real? Let's talk about it. Thank you.